0: from the Eagles getting us going here on a Monday. How is everybody today? 20th day of February. 2023. My goodness. Hope you all spent the weekend um, having a chance to watch some sports, have some fun. That's for sure. Adrian, I know how you spent your Saturday night because I was there too. Watching the Miners battle in overtime against North Texas, nearly pulled that game out. Um, I'm sure a a spirited minor talk, which we can talk about with awards to give out and all that. You know what I did Saturday afternoon? And I got to tell you, I was so excited about this. And I haven't done enough of this. But, you know, I'm an ESPN Plus subscriber. So I spent spent like four hours watching Tigers group uh, on Saturday. And, uh, you know, it's great because you never leave them like you're with them from start to finish and you get to see every shot of every hole. Tiger played terrific at Riviera on Saturday. I mean, terrific. And it was so cool watching the feed and just following him because, you know, you get the national feed on the regular network if you want to watch it, but they give you the option here. And Tiger, like I said, Probably hit the ball better than I've seen in a, since, since he won at, at Augusta on that Saturday. He really was fun. And, man, it was great. Just great sports watching. It really was. Perfect before I went to the Haskins Center with the family to uh, watch the Miners uh, play North Texas. So
1: I love good. I love that cam that they do on ESPN Plus. Actually, I would say this, and I don't think it's even a hot take whatsoever. ESPN Plus does golf better than anybody else right now, minus the broadcasters, of course. Jim Nance, hearing him on CBS, uh, is is the best as far as coverage goes. Uh, but the way that you're able to follow these guys in early rounds on ESPN Plus, that's an absolute treat. I, and the, not to mention, he was always traveling with very uh, well-regarded golfers, like whether it was like JT on Thursday. Thursday, mm-hmm. and you know mm-hmm. Rory McIlroy as well so you're getting big name guys going with Tiger each and every day of the weekend which I really liked uh, I agree with you he played uh, very well I, I would also say there was that one chip in he had on the final hole that almost went in and uh, that just kind of shows you how he's fared at the Genesis Invitational over years it's yeah. weird because when he's done uh, competing at the highest levels of golf they kind of uh, most people think that he will be the ambassador of this tournament knowing it's kind of his uh, in, in his backyard the riviera country club it's his baby yeah and uh it's interesting to note that from all the different majors all the different tournaments tigers won he's never won at genesis he's Mm -hmm. never won this one
0: yeah it is interesting and by the way john rombo's amazing amazing and he's already had three wins this year he's playing terrific golf tigers talk about just how great you know how great he is and and i don't blame him i mean he really has been terrific um, and by the way, that last round much more bogey filled for Tiger than than Saturday. I think he had a total of uh, what uh, five bogeys and three birdies. So he shot two over par on Sunday versus Saturday, where he was terrific. Um, you know, in that third round, and like I said, I watched. You know, the third, he only had one. He only had one bogey on the Saturday, three birdies and an eagle. I mean, he was great, great. So so I'm saying it's it's so much fun to watch that. If you're a golf fan, hey, it doesn't get much better than relaxing, sitting on the couch, Watching whoever you want to follow on those featured groups, but love the fact that we get to, we get to just isolate on Tiger.
1: It's 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 terrific. You know, it's weird to say this, Steve, um, but I feel like golf is the best napping sport to watch. You know, you just uh, you're resting on a Sunday, Saturday, and you're you want to watch some sports, but you don't want to really watch too much. Hey, just take a little nap in between. You wake up, it, you're you're at hole seventeen, and you're good to go. It, I love golf for that reason. Um, and it was it was a lot of fun to watch. Really like the way that Max Home is playing. Mm-hmm. over the past couple months uh and it's, this is setting up which w- that what could be an amazing players that's coming around the corner and also the masters which is uh you know less than two months away
0: that's true that's true so we could talk about uh, tiger if you had a chance to watch over the weekend and get your reaction to that um i did not watch any of the all-star game last night uh anniversary dinner so happy uh, anniversary! thank you. 17 years. Very excited and very uh, happy and proud about that. So we were at dinner last night uh, and missed that game and, uh, you know, kind of happy I did. 184-175 was the final with Team Giannis over Team LeBron. Uh, did
1: you get a chance to watch any of this last night? And if so, uh, your reaction? Uh, it's It was a LeBron fest last night for sure. Um, the majority of the All-Star weekend was uh, uh, celebrating LeBron's accomplishment of becoming the all-time leader in points scored, passing Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. They did an extended uh, presentation at halftime. They did a lot of awards and, and announcing around it, which was cool to see. Um, and besides that, not a lot of highlights, Steve. It's the young guys who are rising to the top right now. John ja Morant, Luka Dantich, Nikola Jokic, they're running the league right now. And that's what we pretty much saw yesterday at the All-Star game. A big transition uh, between some of the older stars like LeBron, KD, those guys, and then some of the newer stars who are taking the league over. Uh, high scoring, as you can imagine. A lot of big shots. Uh, Damian Lillard shined throughout the weekend. He was the three-point champ, and he uh, excelled in that game yesterday.
0: Alright, and by the way, didn't uh, Tatum drop 55 in this game?
1: Yeah, I felt like there were so many like, uh, 50, 40, 30-point burgers yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Tatum broke the all-time record, I believe, in the in the All-Star game, so he balled out in a big way. He's a he's a big-time player for the Celtics, one of the best teams in the East right now, and uh, yeah, for the All-Star weekend, I don't get too involved in all that. I'm happy that Mac McClung, despite not really making an NBA roster, won the Slam Dunk contest uh, this oh past weekend. Oh my god, that was wild! That was really good. I mean, he's, he's bringing it back, right, yeah. Steve? We didn't know any of those names on Saturday, or the general public who don't watch uh, NBA on a week-to-week basis. That's they don't true. know those names, uh, but Mac McClung wins it and uh, in a celebratory style. Loved what he did.
0: By the way, uh, for those of you that don't know, he played his college ball at Georgetown and Texas Tech. And he comes from Kingsport, Tennessee. He's 24 years of age. Um, Had a cup of coffee with the Bulls a couple years ago and the Lakers last year. And this year he's already signed with a two-way contract with the Sixers. But he is your classic G-League um, you know, your, your G League journeyman, who is still very young and was um, all-rookie team last year and uh, very talented with the G League, was also uh, Big 12 Newcomer of the Year, Big East All-Freshman team. So he has plenty of accolades. He really does. What we didn't realize about Matt McClung, Mac McClung or they call him Matt, it's Matt Mac McClung, is that he could jump out of the building. And to do that as a you know 62 guard was pretty exciting and he did some stuff that we haven't seen let's be honest
1: Right, that's right. He did that, uh, I think it was like the 540 spin, which was really nice. I mean, all three of his dunks were exciting, and it it only took one attempt, which is uh, a big debate that a lot of people have. How many attempts should one actually have when they participate in the dunk contest? Well, Mac McClung did not need many. Uh, In fact, he just needed one on each single try, which is uh, pretty impressive to see where he is right now. Uh, He also turned down a million-dollar-a-year contract to play in Turkey this past year to stay in the G League and try to make the NBA. I mean, that's just passion right there. I, I appreciate that from Mac McClung. He doubled his career, or he uh, matched his career earnings, I should say, up to this point. Wow. Made like a hundred thousand uh, dollars in different contracts across the G League. Good for him. Uh, and this weekend, he made a hundred thousand by winning the slam dunk contest.
0: I mean, that's just you know, but that's a good story. That is a good story. Look, you need. Matt McClung's to get people excited about the slam dunk contest these days. The stars don't want to be involved in it. And unless we're going to get to see 60-year-old Michael Jordan try to reprise his slam dunk champion against 60-something-year-old Dominique Wilkins and uh, Clyde Drexler and Larry Nance and all the guys that I grew up watching in the 80s, uh, you know, you're not going to bring back Kenny Skywalker and Spud Webb to go up against these guys. So, yeah, I, this was fun, and I did get to see some of that on Saturday after I got home from the UTEP game. Because, like I said, was at the UTEP game at the Haskins Center. Um, the crowd, hey, uh, whatever they announced, was, was it under four on Saturday or was it over four?
1: It was 4,838 people.
0: Okay, and you know what? It felt a little bit better than it has the last few weeks. It did. And, by the way, game-wise, listen, this was – an entertaining basketball game. It really was. UTEP, you know, they hung in there. It was tight throughout, tight late. They executed that ridiculous free throw miss uh, for a follow-up with Calvin Solomon. And then went to overtime and they ran out of gas and OT. Uh, as simple as that. And by the way, North Texas has gunners, man. They have just gunners. Guys that can shoot from everywhere. And it was pretty impressive. It really was. Because it wasn't like they were making... Three pointer after three pointer, wide open. They had guys in their face, and they were you know step away, fall back, uh, long range shots. Uh, That's that is the difference between a team with shooters and a team uh, like UTEP that gives everything they have. They just don't have that. That's the best way to put it. They don't. They don't have shooters. But they have guys that work hard, get their points inside, get their points on rebounds, second chance. I mean, this is just something that they lack. And it's tough to beat the best teams in this league when you don't have that. They've come close more times than we can count to to winning these games, but they just have they don't have that uh, that that uh, player that can just get them over the top in these big big moments.
1: I felt like this past Saturday's overtime loss to North Texas was their best uh, game in conference play of the 2023 year, uh, aside from that FIU win by 20 at mm-hmm. home. I, I just really thought UTEP played with a lot of urgency at the end of the first half and the start of the second half to actually put them in a position to win the game, and that's where they, that's where they were in the final five minutes of this one. They were in a position to win this one, and they simply ran out of gas. You, you feel bad that the, the guys can't make those shots in late-game situations situations Situations. Uh, but contrary to some of the fans who were there when this game went to overtime, when this one went into extras, I, I just felt like uh the other team was going to win because it was it's simple math. It's just the way that other teams beat UTEP.
0: Super fan Ed Davis got kicked out of the game in the first half. Uh referee booted him. The same referee apparently went up to my brother in the second half. And asked him if he wanted to leave early with his ten-year-old son Aww. because they were also, uh, you know, giving the refs. Uh, – let's tell the refs how terrible they were is what they were doing. And apparently, these uh, there must not have been a lot of people there from from that standpoint because the refs could hear it. And one of them, in particular, was ready to throw mo- like fans out of the game and uh, came close. To, and I don't think I don't think my brother's ever been tossed out of a game like Ed Davis has, but that almost happened Saturday night. Didn't, but almost happened.
1: We are on a beautiful run, Steve. From Thursday having just two officials to Saturday, uh, Joe Golden getting a technical foul, right. uh, a fan being tossed, like you mentioned right there, and other fans being threatened to, to being thrown out of the game. What was going on? That referee uh, officiating crew was ridiculous on Saturday. They called yes. some really questionable things that, that night as well. And uh, even you know that foul or that technical foul that he ended up calling on Coach uh, Golding, I, I didn't agree with that one either because— of how bad of a call, miss call that was on Malik Zachary, who had his lip busted open, didn't return for the rest of the game because of that.
0: So I was really hoping, and and, you know, he didn't know I was at the game because I told him, listen, if you ever get threatened by an official, and I'm at the game, you need to get tossed for your kid's sake. You do. One day you need to go over the edge, get run by an official, I'll move down, Watch the kids the rest of the game take them home, but I do believe that eventually sometime when he knows I'm at a game he needs to go get tossed he does I told him that today I said you you needed if you knew I was at the game I would have told you go get tossed I want to see the referee boot you out and I will move down into your seats and I will be more than happy. To watch, uh, to watch, you know, your, uh, your 11-year-old son at, or sons that are at the game with you or with them in your place while you get tossed. Because I do think that it would be amazing if he got tossed out of a basketball game by a college referee. I think that would be phenomenal.
1: Then somebody could say, hey, Jir Kaplowitz got tossed out of the game. Exactly. And then it's just the rumor across town. Exactly. You know? exactly. Who, which Kaplowitz? Well, <laughs> then, I could just, then I could just go
0: right down, move into his seats, and, and, and tell him, listen, the kids don't have to go anywhere. They can sit there, I'll, I'll, I'll take him home, you need to go get tossed. Because that would be pretty amazing if he got tossed by an official in a college. As long as it doesn't result in a technical foul and free throws for the opposing team. But if the official ever threatens to, to you know, end his night early, he should do it. He should go over the line, say what he needs to to get run, and I will then move down into a seat... And 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 uh, and take care of the uh, and take care of the kids for the night.
1: Well, you might need an early text on this because maybe you could be like Coach Golding's assistant coaches. Mm. You can hold uh, him back as he's like trying to get in the face of the ref, and he gets. Uh, well, I don't want him out. to
0: lose his tickets. Like I don't want them to be taken away from him for the rest of his life. So I want it to be like one of those things where it's kind of like a show. He does it for his kids, so he could tell his kids that he got. You know, they they could watch him get tossed out of a game. I think that would be pretty cool. Yeah, and then I, hear I could you. just and and the fact is, you know, the general manager of two television stations in town would probably be even better because then people could talk about that a little bit and have some fun with it. So, and then I could just sit right in his place and you know take care of everything the rest of the night. It'd be perfect.
1: Yeah, no problem at all. You get hey, the the, the courtside seats.
0: That's my way of getting the courtside seats. Yeah. i like, go get tossed. <laughs> I'll I'll sit there. I'll I'll watch. I'll watch the kids the rest of the game. Don't worry about it. you. Just go get you get run. Go that's ahead. a good.
1: That's a good deal, right there. I like. I like, it. I
0: like that too. Eighteen past. Good to have you on our Monday edition of Sports Talk. Let's swing it over to Charlie for our first traffic update. Then we got a lot more to talk about. Two hours, getting you up till six o'clock, and then it's John and Hudson's talking. UTEP hoops, right here on six hundred ESPN El Paso. As we continue, twenty-two past the hour. Our telephone number is five zero five six zero zero nine. If you want to get into the show. This is the time to do it. 505-6009. We've got Daniel Pedroza in the house as well. He's hanging out with us in the back. He's kind of lurking behind there. Is he gonna be? Is he gonna be uh, producing part of the show today? What do we got going on for Daniel?
1: Uh, I think Zay's coming by today. Uh, Daniel's right. Daniel's here. Um, he is learning how to do the show here on mm. Sports Talk today. So we've got a, a bunch of different people who work here with us behind the scenes, and Good. Daniel's gonna be joining us as well as part of the rotation. So
0: fantastic! Uh, Pinky messaged us on our mobile app, powered by uh, First American Bank. Just saw the dunk by McLean highlight all weekend. Yeah, I would agree with that. It was a highlight. Pretty amazing. Um, anyway, uh, Pinky also said that um, my brother should get a hold of a game administrator and let him know he was threatened by a game official. Well, listen, uh, in you know the official didn't like it because apparently uh, my brother was not shy telling him how terrible he was and 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 the whole crew. And I guess there was there was not a lot of noise there Saturday because the official heard every word, and that's why he was threatening to run uh, run my my brother. From the game, I was eleven rows up in section R, and just you know, enjoying myself. I had Dosakis. I was relaxing, watching the game. Um, I had my my wife and son with me. It was a nice out night out on Saturday. Good night to be at the uh, ball game.
1: It really was. It was a beautiful night, and uh, you know, it was a scattered crowd, but I thought it was much louder and uh, a vibrant crowd knowing that they came off a bad loss on Thursday, so I felt like the team also played spirited. I I didn't think that way last Thursday, but I felt like they played very spirited Saturday, so uh, I thought it was just a great game all around. I like the fact you're a little incognito. I feel like that's my preference if I'm ever going as a fan. I, I don't want anybody knowing I'm there. Oh, I wasn't
0: too incognito. Believe me. I saw Pinky as I was walking up the uh, ramp to the concession stands to buy a beer, and he 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 uh, he knew exactly. I think I first I think I mentioned I saw him, and then yeah, but it wasn't you know I'm not exactly going out there to uh, you know to try to to try to disguise myself. I just, like a lot of people I want to have a nice cold one to watch some basketball see the miners win. That's what I wanted to see on a chill Saturday night. A chill night, you know? Yeah, Low exactly, key. exactly. There you go. Low key is the best way to describe it, really is. So it was. Uh, it was nice. It was very nice. But anyway, that was how I spent my Saturday. You heard about how you know Sunday, and then uh, before you know it, back at it here today. And um, we're gonna, you know, we have a busy week. Miters play. I think at five o'clock on Thursday against Florida International, Adrian, and that game actually tips off. Uh, the our coverage starts at four thirty on Thursday with countdown to tip off.
1: That's right. Also an early game Saturday. It's a noon game for FAU on the road. Uh, tough two-game road trip for the Miners, really. I mean, knowing that they've got Florida International, knowing that they have FAU. I know the Panthers of Florida International aren't the greatest team out there. They just lost uh, back-to-back games to Rice and Middle Tennessee. But still, they've beaten good teams in this conference, like Middle Tennessee and LaTeX before. Uh, they're 13-14. and 14, So where the Miners beat them at home, I don't know how they do on the road, knowing, knowing what this uh, UTEP Miners road team really looks like
0: yeah that's the truth that is the truth i mean you know we 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 want to see them um we want to see them get hot we want to see them win some games we want to see them play good basketball into the tournament um i i just feel like you know all year long has been the same story they've been competitive they've been let's see they've been blown out by DePaul and new mexico state have they been really blown out in any league games
1: so far not really. You could uh, consider maybe a loss to Middle Tennessee on the road, 84-72, or a loss eh. to North Texas by 10. No, it's not no, it's I don't, not I don't think that's same. a blowout. No,
0: I mean, like, was, didn't an SEC team just get beat by 50 over the weekend?
1: Maybe I, I didn't see that, but I, I could totally. I mean, we see lopsided scores all the time, Steve. And the DePaul game, the New Mexico State game, those were like uh, 15 plus points right there. UTEP hasn't lost anything by 15 plus in conference play. Oh. I, you know, they they lose 79 to 66 to UAB at home. That's probably your worst loss when you look at conference USA.
0: Alabama beat Georgia Saturday, 108 to 59. They beat them by 49 points in a league game. And Georgia's, what, 16 and 11? So that's what I was talking about. So, yeah, teams are getting beat by 50. 50. I
1: yeah, Nets not crazy. getting blown out at any of these games. No, they're
0: not. That's the hardest part is when you watch them, they're in just about every game. They can't, they, they just can't win the close ones. That's what, that's the storyline all season long with this team. I mean, you know, it's not like and, and by the way, it's not like they're losing because of a lack of fight. They're not. I mean, they're, they're, they're what 12 and 15, and yet, you know, they're in every game. They just can't get over the hump in the tight ones. that's 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 really it. Um, but you know, like take what happened on Saturday. You look at the uh, you look at the scoring for the miners, and they had four out of the five uh, starters in double figures. The only one that didn't get in double figures is Frazier. But you've got Onyema with 14, Solomon with 12, Givens with 16, and Hardy with 18. You know, they actually shot good from the line. 78%. 25 out of 32. The problem was, as we mentioned, in the, you know, really, in this ball game, North Texas couldn't miss, especially in the second half. Everything they were throwing up was going in. Huntsbury banging threes. Perry banging threes. Um, you know, and, and that was key. Those two guys in particular, 39 out of their 80 points, two guys.
1: And with Perry, he goes three of eleven before hitting that shot to pu- send uh, North Texas over the top and put UTEP in a position where they had to either tie the game or you know lose it and and send this one um, you know to a final. But UTEP was able to get that miraculous tip in when it was all said and done. It's just basic math, Steve. Really, three three pointers by UTEP to ten three pointers by North Texas. UTEP yep. doesn't make threes. It's simple math. They can't shoot. But that's what I'm saying. They get their points from other ways. They get their
0: points from offensive rebounds. They get their points from hustle. They get their points from working inside, attacking the basket. I mean, and they, and they went to the line, and they made free throws. So even though this is not a good shooting team, they're finding other ways to score. It's just not enough to win the tight ones, like what we saw Saturday.
1: It's like what we've said all season long where they do enough to compete with all these teams. Uh, it's just not enough to find uh, find themselves into some victories down the line. I think another stat to look at for this one, the Miners led for over 25 minutes of this game. North Texas only led for 13 minutes. It was nine lead changes, nine different times this game was tied, and it was really a game of runs, and Miners were on, on the uh, other side of the run later in the game, which sent this one to overtime. Shouldn't have been an overtime game if you're trying to win it in your Utah.
0: I'm with you. Bottom of the hour as we get going here. Uh, just a 90 to go. Uh, we've got awards to give out if you want to get into the show on the phones. 505-6009. Today, if you watched the NBA All-Star Game last night, and if you did, um, we've seen the All-Star Game in the Pro Bowl now in the last, what, two weeks. Pro Bowl was two weeks ago. All-Star Game was last night. What do you like better? I mean, if you watch, if you love these sporting events for All-Stars, what do you like better? Do you enjoy watching the NBA All Star Game, or do you enjoy watching the Pro Bowl, and why? And by the way, we're talking flag football versus uh, flag football versus uh, the NBA, so uh, you know it's a completely different concept. But what do you like better? All right, we'll get back to the phones in a moment, but first, let's go to Adrian and get this bottom of the hour Sports Center update. And thank you very much. Thirty-three now passed as we continue here on the program, 505-6009. Let's give out some awards. This is interesting. So there's a lot of guys that could have won the Hot Hand of the Game and the Player of the Game Awards because we have four guys in double figures for the minors. Four of them uh, played well, kept them in the game. So uh, let's start first with our wind supply of El Paso, hot hand to the game. Who'd you give it to?
1: In this one, we gave the hot hand award to, uh, excuse me, Calvin Solomon. Uh, alone, he went on an 8-0 run to close out the first half. Calvin Solomon finished this one with 12 points. He also contributed with three steals, a block, three turnovers, four assists, showing what he could do on, in the passing game, and also three rebounds in 38 minutes of action for Calvin Solomon.
0: And he's fun. I mean, let's be honest. Doesn't it seem like every time Solomon gets a big basket, he's smiling?
1: Oh, yeah, and he's always talking smack. If he's not smiling, he's talking smack to the other team and flexing on him. I yeah. love it. I when love he, his swagger. When he
0: had that follow-up to tie the game in the, last, in the final seconds, he got the basket. After, like, attacking, it was it was amazingly, the, the way they timed that miss. It was just, Fraser misses the ball, Solomon's there, perfect. Nobody boxes him out. He just grabs the miss, lays it right in. They tie the game, and Solomon had the biggest smile on his face I think I've ever seen.
1: Yeah, I know which one you're talking about, and uh, I think it's... For him, he's probably practiced that one a million times. Well, I know they've practiced that one a ton of different times, uh, you know, just because they practice free throw misses. And the fact that he scored on that one, it must feel good, just knowing oh, yeah. knowing where this team is and uh, how they sent it to overtime. Just great effort right there.
0: No doubt about it. Uh when it comes to choosing an HVAC supplying uh, system, hey, the choice is simple. Wind Supply El Paso has been providing high-quality furnace and air conditioner parts to contractors since 1956. Now, Wind Supply El Paso has brought that same commitment to service to your backyard. In fact, they carry Champion heating and cooling products, along with Mastercool, Convair, and Ream as well. You want to learn more? Uh, and find your nearest dealer, all you got to do is check the map, go to the Find a Dealer tab, and you're on your way. com. All right. Time now for our player of the game. Uh, who are we giving this one to?
1: You know, it's hard to not give it to somebody in the front court. I thought Zarek Onyema, Kevin Kalou, Derek Hamilton, and uh, Calvin Solomon all played great games uh, in that game Saturday. But we gave it to Tay Hardy. They needed all 18 of his points, 6 of 14 from the floor, Uh, efficient night for him shooting from two-point range and also efficient from the charity stripe, 5 for 5, and he also only had two turnovers with a block uh, and 43 minutes of action. So Tay Hardy winning our player of the game.
0: Player of the game for every game brought to you by Keats Southwest, leading the industry in precision metal stamping since 1958. In fact, they produce millions, and I mean millions of units, whether it's for assemblies, brackets, bushings, clips, lead frames, metal stamping, shields, tooling, and wire forming. You want to learn more about what wind supply uh, sorry, what uh, Keats Southwest can do for your business? Go online. Keats SW. com That is KeatsSW.com. And uh, when you call El Paso, ask for Matt Keats and tell him you want to tour uh, his office because it's got the greatest uh, collection of Chicago sports memorabilia I think I've ever seen in my entire life. And that's saying something because uh, Michael Gopin's got a pretty good selection, too. But uh, really, Matt's got it done. And he is a huge uh, supporter, uh, as you might imagine, of the orange and the blue. All right. 37 past the hour. As we continue here on Sports Talk, 505-6009 gets you in and through to the show today. Uh, How was Minor Talk after the game?
1: It was not as lively as Thursday. People were still down on this team, saying it's you know kind of uh, miserable right now. Watching, we get, we heard that word being thrown out there this weekend. Uh, and for some fans, the way that they competed was just enough for them. They knew how bad they played Thursday, and some fans uh, responded to us saying, "Hey, look, the fact that they're showing fight after losing the way that they did against UAB is impressive." That's a
0: good point, and uh, definitely bring that up because the fight's been there for the most part all season long. It really has. And uh, you can imagine that when you don't win most of your games, it it would be tough to show up with that same fight. But that's really been the storyline for this team here all season long. All right. Once again, you want to talk about it? We'd love to get it going with you as we continue here on Sports Talk. Meanwhile, let's keep moving as uh, we roll along with George, who joins us next. Hey, George, how are you? What's going on?
2: Hey, what's going on, Steve? Uh, well, you were talking earlier about what would I rather watch the Pro Bowl with the flag football or a uh, NBA All-Star game? I hands down, even though I'm a I'm a football fan, that's just ridiculous. I'd rather NBA all the way. NBA all the way, period. What is you it know, about if, if what is it about gonna... the
0: NBA you like so much? Tell me.
2: Well, I mean, It's not so much that I love the NBA. I I love football, but I want to see pads. I want to see players do what they do in the regular season. Uh, I just cannot get uh, into flag football. I don't don't think that's what the Pro Bowl should go. Uh, I get it. They don't want to get the players hurt. But still, I mean, that's part of uh, after the season. You get chosen to the Pro Bowl to play football, what you've been doing all year. I mean, I don't know. I mean, another thing I, w- I wanted to mention is, yeah, I'm I'm happy for President's Day. We get a day off, but why not move it uh, a week earlier after the Super Bowl when everybody's hungover, tired, mm-hmm. worn out because they they stayed up all all, all uh, night watching the game, all excited for their team rooting. I don't know. What do you think? Should we should we move President's Day to uh, to maybe after the Super Bowl?
0: Uh, I don't. I mean, listen. It's a great, you, and I love the idea. That you want to move a federal holiday? I think that's kind of uh, that, that's kind of an, an interesting way of looking at it, George. But um, I, I don't know how I don't know how successful you're going to be on that one. You're going to really have to uh, campaign in a big way to try to make that
2: happen. I want to start a petition that is to move that federal holiday. I don't know. Call it Super Bowl Sunday. Why don't we just
0: oh. have? Why don't we just have a federal holiday called the Super Bowl Hangover on Monday? Yeah, and, there you go. <laughs> and we just do that, and we allow everybody to have a day off on the day after the Super Bowl. Say it's a hangover day for all of us. We need we need a recovery day. We have to recover.
2: I guess, yeah, yeah. Especially if you bet a lot of money on it, you're gonna drown your sorrows. <laughs>
0: there you go. There you go. I'm with you, man. All right. All right. Nicely done, yeah, talk to you later. Good stuff, good stuff, all right, and we need one of those days right
1: we need We need a We need a day
0: off after the big one.
1: I love this idea by George. I feel like maybe the way we can modify it is have the NFL delay at least one week in the playoffs, maybe the week before playoffs start that 's a bye week. And then we get a chance to actually have the playoff schedule line up with President's Day. So mm. then you have that, you know, Pro Bowl week, whatever it is, last, uh, last week, that va- Valentine's yeah. Day weekend. And then that President's Day weekend, that's when you actually have the Super Bowl where Monday is off.
0: There we go. All right. Nice. 19 in front of five. Plenty more Sports Talk continues. But first, uh, let's get back to ABC7. They're standing by with this news update. Thanks, Greeny. Yeah, the show's already on the air, but I appreciate the um, you know, the heads-up reminder as we continue here on Sports Talk. 49 past the hour, 505-6009. That is our telephone number to get into the show. That's 505-6009. Hey, if you're in the market to buy or sell your home, so many different businesses or uh, agents you can go with. But go with the agent who just produces time after time after time. His name is Brian Birds, the Brian Birds home selling team powered by eXp Realty. And if you don't believe me, ask Stephen and Maddie what happened to them. You know, they bought their home in East El Paso with Brian and uh, his team in the past, but now they wanted to relocate to be closer to family. So guess what they did? They called Brian again, and that home was listed for $265,000. And in a short time, Bryant's phenomenal marketing got them a full price offer, even getting the deal closed so early that Steven and Maddie could move forward with their plans without delay. Now, to achieve top dollar for your home, you need that agent who can create an auction-like effect with buyers competing for your home and driving up the price exactly what Brian Bird's can do for you. In fact, some homes are seen within minutes of hitting the markets. But Brian has the Coming Soon Homes program, so homes listed with him are sold within minutes because his buyers get a free head start. So call the official real estate agent of UTEP, El Paso Locomotive FC, and the Rhinos, the only agent I would call if I needed to sell my home. Call Brian Birds today, 751-1500, or online at Brianbirds.com or Google Brian, B-U-R-D-S, and start packing. All right keeping things uh, moving right now uh your thoughts on russell westbrook signing with the clippers is this the actual right fit because we've seen so many wrong fits for us over the years since he left okc could this be a spot that actually works for westbrook uh going into the postseason
1: It's the wrong fit again. I will go out on a limb. I don't think it's really that hot of a take to say that. I feel like for Russell Westbrook, you know what you're going to get with him. And I liked two of the other fits way better than this one in L.A. I liked him maybe going to Chicago, helping out that team make a late push to try to make uh, the playoffs or make a play-in spot. Same with the Washington Wizards. He's very familiar with a lot of guys on that team and had success previously before he was traded to the Lakers with that group, so I don't like this move at all for the Clippers. The Clippers already have a lot of question marks as it is, uh, and it starts with the health of Paul George and Kawhi Leonard knowing who those two are uh, as they try to get to the postseason. But, I mean, the Clippers are a team that hasn't won it, haven't won anything um, as soon as they acquired both Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. They haven't won anything, so they just want to try to make some kind of quest to push and get out of the West. I don't think Russell Westbrook is the answer whatsoever. They're a
0: four-seed. I mean, they're one good winning streak away from being right under Denver in the uh, Western Conference. So that's the one thing I'll say about the Clippers. They're, they're in a pretty good spot. And by the way, the, the Bulls signed Patrick Beverly today. It's like, that was their plan B after not getting Ross Patrick Beverly
1: I first off for the uh, fourth seed for the Clippers uh, getting Russell Westbrook could actually damage that. I'm not. I'm really. So, yep. Yeah. I mean, it's the bottom line with Russell Westbrook is I don't know if he makes your team better. And for the Bulls, they're right on the fringe. They've already traded a lot to get to this point with uh, Vucevic on their team and guys like Zach Levine getting a big deal with that group. So I don't know what Patrick Beverly gives you, although he has experience in the postseason. So maybe it just gives you a veteran presence in the locker room.
0: Does Kevin Love going to the Heat do any? Anything- thing for that team who's currently a seven seed right now in the East?
1: I do, actually. Miami does get the most out of all their guys, and uh, getting Kevin Love, who hasn't played in about 12 games for the Heat, he is somebody who could just be a rotational player off the bench for Miami. They need depth at, at the front court, and uh, Miami's that sneaky team that no one will want to play if they get into the playoffs. They're the sneaky out. Uh, that They're the sneaky team who's a tough out.
0: Ah, okay. Alright. So, um, once again, those are some of the NBA moves that have happened. Uh, Russ to the Clippers, I'm interested in that a lot of, of the NBA analysts really like the move. So I'm interested to see if this is actually not going to backfire. It seems like Russ hasn't been on a team that has, he's actually benefited from them in a long time.
1: Maybe this is finally the spot where he could do it. He's first off, he's not having to move his family cross country, so he's a little more motivated with the Clippers. And his back is against the wall right here. He's playing with the chip on his shoulder. If he's able to keep the same role he had with the Lakers, which was coming off the bench and helping out uh, off the bench as a sixth man, maybe he can help out with the Clippers in kind of a Lou Williams role and not have to be such a you know relied upon as a starter.
0: One hour down, one to go. John Teicher will be standing by at Hudson's for UTEP basketball with Kevin Golding. I'm sorry, with Joe Golding and Kevin Baker. It's a good combination. If you ever want to know yeah. what you would do with Kevin the Baker and Joe Golding, how about Kevin Golding or Joe Baker? That's coming up, top of our six o'clock hour, as we continue right here at 600 ESPN El Paso. Welcome back, everybody, as we continue hour two of Sports Talk, along with. Adrian Bratis, UTEP Zay is also in the house. We'll hear from him in uh, just a little bit. He's got a lot to say, as he always does. Um, And Daniel Pedroza, who's just kind of hanging out. Steve it's with you. Um, I'll be with you for a little while longer this hour. Then I'm going to be heading to the El Paso Athletic Hall of Fame. Time to nominate Joe Minch again in the media supportive athletics category. And uh, I want this to be the year for Joe. I really do want this to be the year for Joe. Um, I, I've, I've nominating, I'm going to be nominating two this year, Adrian two. I already nominated two weeks ago, Eddie Guerrero in the posthumous category after his dad, Gory got in a couple years back. So I will have my, uh, you know, my fingers crossed for uh, Eddie. Eddie, and also for Joe this year as far as uh, the El Paso Athletic Hall of Fame goes. So have to make it out to the meeting tonight um, and get out there and and get ready to go. And by the way, no rain today, but man, it was raining yesterday all day long in El Paso. And if you were driving on the streets, um, you know, hopefully everybody was careful because that rain was coming down pretty good all day.
1: It's right. You're totally right. It really was. Um, I loved the weather yesterday. It was the perfect uh, weather for a Sunday, and just especially since it was the weekend. So I loved it, Steve. I thought it was great, we- I thought it was great weather yesterday that we had. Uh, never take those rain- rainy days for granted here.
0: Hey, it's supposed to rain tomorrow.
1: Ooh, nice. Okay. I like it. At least
0: that's what they're saying. And then um, it looks like we're, like, teetering on upper 60s, low 70s. Before you know it, listen, before you know it, it's going to start heating up again. So, these this weather now, enjoy it while you have it, because it's going to be gone soon, and then we're going to get back to what we usually get this time of year, which will probably be temps starting to go into the 80s, the 90s, and before you know it, we'll be back in the triple digits, and uh, begging to cool off a little bit. So, uh, I am, for one, I've always, and I've said this on the air a bunch of times, uh, give me the cold over the heat, even though um, I don't mind the heat, I just like it when we sometimes will have this 50, 60-degree weather. Uh, Zay, you could shake your head all you want, but um, listen, that's just me, all right? I think most people in this town are like Zay. They like the heat. They, you know, they, they love the heat. They'd rather have a hot day than a cool day any day of the week. I'm not saying we need 30s in El Paso, but 50s and 60s, I like that weather. I, I do, because we just don't get it all that often. So I'm one of those people that really uh, enjoy the cool weather around here.
1: You know, Steve, I was shaking my head, but you're right. You know, 50s and 60s isn't bad. I just – I don't like the the wind chill. That's that's the most annoying part of of having, you know, around this time, you know, February, March – when it's not that hot, it's not that cold, but it's windy. I, I hate that. I got news for you.
0: It's windy when it's hot, just like it's windy when it's cool. I mean, El Paso, it's just, it's windy. So there's not a lot you can do to avoid it. When the wind is kicking, it's it's tough to, uh, it, it, you know, it's it's just, it's part of what we get around here. And we're lucky. We don't really deal with uh, crazy weather. For We don't have, you know, we don't have hurricanes. We don't have tornadoes. We don't have earthquakes. We get wind and and occasionally we'll get some hail but that's about as bad as it gets around here and we're pretty fortunate for that the occasional flooding we'll get from the year you know every few years we might see some flooding around here but we're very lucky in our weather compared to a lot of places around the country and around the world for that matter
1: yeah you're right it's not it's not wild weather it is you know sometimes it, it it'll be really cold one day it'll be hot the next so it's it's inconsistent weather. That's that's the only problem I have with it.
0: All right, that's fair enough. That is inconsistent. I'll I'll deal with that. All right, let's let's get back to sports. All right, we could we could talk weather all day, just like food. I mean, it never stops. Um, but did anybody watch the XFL yesterday?
1: Uh, my father watched it I got the rundown from him uh, I, I watched a lot of highlights that would that would be my extent of watching XFL action we have one former minor on a roster right now uh, we thought we'd had more uh, at this point but it's only Justin Rogers who actually made the roster um, uh, for for a, a team in the XFL but nonetheless uh, I think it actually got a lot of people watching it I, I think the response was pretty solid from this weekend
0: we had four games one in Arlington, One in Houston, one in San Antonio, and one in D.C. How about that? Three Texas cities hosting XFL games, and apparently the championship's going to be played in San
1: Antonio. The San Antonio uh, Brahmas, which that's mm-hmm. their name, mm-hmm. uh, they had a excellent crowd at the Alamo Dome. I mean, they, I was seeing some of the photos, uh, some of the people out there reporting on it, some of the, our friends who report on UTSA football also were uh, doing some stuff on San Antonio's XFL team. They got Jack Cohen, who is uh, a former Notre Dame quarterback. Mm-hmm. So I think there's some excitement around that San Antonio team and the fact that they packed the house this weekend had a good crowd uh it doesn't surprise me that they'll be hosting the championship knowing how that city's supporting football
0: you're right and they lost to the battle hawks yesterday 18-15 uh in a game that was very close in fact the battle hawks were shut out for three quarters and they came back and rallied to score uh i'm sorry they scored three points in their in three quarters and they scored 15 in the fourth they were down six to three after three it was a real Field goal battle, and then they came back to win. You know, I mean, you look at the games. Renegades and Vipers were close. Renegades won 22-20. to I believe that's the team that plays out there in uh, North Dallas and Arlington. Then you had the Roughnecks, uh, the Houston Roughnecks, beating the Guardians 33-12. to That was Saturday's games. We mentioned the Brahma's Battle Hawks, and then uh, the other game on Sunday was the Defenders in D.C. Uh, beating the Sea Dragons 22-18. to in a real thriller. So, after one week of play, we have the DC Defenders and the St. Louis Battlehawks 1-0, the Seattle Sea Dogs, uh, sorry, Sea Dragons and the Vegas Vipers are O and one in the north. And then in the south, you got the Arlington Renegades and the Houston Roughnecks 1-0, and the San Antonio Brahmas and the Orlando Guardians O and one. By the way, I feel for for Orlando. They're the only non-Texas team. And it's like you try to figure who are you going to stick in the South? So you you really, the choices you have is probably Vegas and Orlando. And by the way, I would have put Orlando in the North with D.C., St. Louis, and Seattle. But I don't know. The whole thing doesn't really go. I guess Seattle and Vegas is West. St. Louis is Midwest. D.C. is East. And then you got you know, three Texas teams in San Antonio, Houston, and Arlington. Well, you got to do something with Orlando, right? You got to put them someplace that belong.
1: Yeah, I can see that. I It's a weird uh, geographical divisional, I guess, names right there that you just reeled off. Um, as, as far as some of the games you mentioned, a lot of people remember the name Ben DiNucci. The mm, Yeah, exactly. He played for the Cowboys, uh, stepped in a couple games as well. He is now the quarterback for the Seattle Sea Dragons. He fumbled at the one yard line in the loss, um, and that's the reason why they fell in that game. His backup quarterback, by the way, El Pasoan Steven Montes. Really? Yes.
0: I didn't know that. Well, I really hope that Steven Montes can eventually beat out Ben DiNucci. And take over the starting role uh, for the Sea dragons. or uh, I, you know that would have been nice. so I did not realize that um, Steven Motes is playing in Seattle. So we've got a former UTEP player in Rogers, but we also have El Paso in Steven Montes playing in the XFL right now.
1: I feel like more El Pasoans, whether they're UTEP players or they go off to another college, should definitely eye the XFL. The product looked great on the field. Looks like they're actually paying their uh, players, which is uh, an mm. issue that other leagues have faced. And uh, it, it seems like, at least uh, from the first weekend, the fan experience is there. There's people who actually care about this.
0: Did you know that... Uh, also on that Sea uh, Dragons roster is Josh Gordon.
1: Oh, nice. Former uh, NFL player who could never stay on the field, right? Yes, yeah. that's
0: right. Josh Gordon's career just came ten, 10 years too early because had he been around now and come out of the league now, he wouldn't have had to worry about any of the stuff that's going that that, that basically cost his NFL career then.
1: No testing nowadays. That's, that's right. right.
0: He'd be fine. He would be fine. But, you know, that's just, that's just the way things, uh, things go sometimes. So, yeah, it's interesting. Wade Phillips is actually um, with Houston in the XFL. They got some good names. They've got, you know, they've they've also got uh, Bob Stoops coaching in uh, in Arlington.
1: I like the name Bob Stoops. The fact that he is coming back uh, for the for the XFL is great. Uh, There's some, yeah, you're you're right. There's some great names. Heinz Ward is a head coach uh, in this league as well. So, yeah, there's a lot of nice former players or former coaches that we might remember uh, who are head coaches across the league. Yeah, it's
0: it's true. All right, uh, we've got more uh, in a moment as we continue here on the show. Twelve past the hour right now, five oh five six zero zero nine. If you want to get in. If any of you watched uh, XFL action, we also had the big uh, Elimination Chamber um, event for the WWE over the weekend. That was Saturday night, um, and that was big in Montreal because Roman Reigns wrestled Sami Zayn, and the crowd was just on another level but Roman is still champ, as people would probably expect, and uh, despite Sammy Mania taking over wrestling, he could not uh, finish the job against Roman uh, in his hometown of Montreal, Quebec, Canada. That was on Saturday. So you look at all the events we had. We had the UTEP game on Saturday. The men played, so did the women on the road. Then you had um, the golf at Riviera. You had uh, XFL yesterday had the NBA all-star game. You've got baseball starting to uh, ramp it up right now that pitchers and catchers have reported full workouts have started. We have games coming up probably the end of this week or next week. Adrian, it's like the greatest time of year because sports aplenty Around the uh, sports world right now, a yeah, lot
1: happened. I feel like February is just the primer for March and April because those are the two months where everything really comes together. Like you, you reeled off all those great sports. Then we start talking about very relevant sports for the ones that you mentioned. I mean, we're talking about the NCAA tournament coming up in March, uh, hockey playoffs, NBA playoffs, right around the corner. So uh, the play on the ice or on the court yep. is more important then than it is anywhere else. Uh, and also, you know, when it comes to baseball. Just getting underway. So I feel like um, February is the perfect primer for March and April.
0: Ah, and by the way, we've also got the Daytona 500. Thank you very much, Brian from downtown, giving us the lowdown on that, too, reminding us about the Daytona 500 for you auto racing fans out there.
1: That's right. That's right. And I heard it was uh, an excellent weekend for all NASCAR fans. So, yeah, that, that's awesome. Stenhouse Jr. winning it all.
0: Mm-hmm. So there's a, just a lot happening. Uh, around the sports world right now. And we'd love to be uh, talking about it with you here on Sports Talk as we continue at uh, 14 past the hour. Adrian, uh, with the busy weekend, there's a lot still going on, a lot in store. How is the new water system treating you from our friends at Clean Water of El Paso?
1: You know what, Steve? Uh, I got my first energy bill recently, and I was shocked that Clean Water of El Paso actually helped when it comes to energy saving and energy efficiency. So when we got our all-in-one system, our flow line system as well, uh, from our free water analysis, we didn't realize how we would be saving for the energy side of things. It's energy efficient. Uh, all their systems at Clean Water of El Paso actually consume less energy than the standard water systems out there. So um, you know you could find out why Clean Water of El Paso is voted El Paso's number one water softener company for the last 25 years. All you have to do to get that free water analysis is go online, Clean Water. You can get that free water analysis and quote and see why you can convert here with Clean Water Paso or give them a call. That number right now is 915-856-0059. 856-0059 for Clean Water of El Paso.
0: Terrific! I'm going to go head out El Paso Athletic Hall of Fame, getting ready for that. Adrian and Zay will take you home with John Teicher coming up about thirty minutes from now, as they uh, get you ready for UTEP basketball with Kevin Baker and Joe Golding from Hudson's uh, at seventeen seventy Lee Trevino. In the meantime, let's go to Charlie one. Get our first traffic update of our five o'clock commute.